Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. So the topic for today is burnout. All right. What exactly is burnout when it comes to paganism? Or spiritual burnout? Or spiritual burnout. Well, my understanding is that you're just too overwhelmed with everything. It's too much. You've done it for too long. It's stale. Not fresh. Okay. It is what I'm gathering, that you just don't want to deal with it. You just feel like... it. Could it be something along the lines of you just feel like you're in a rut? Maybe. Where you just feel like you're repeating stuff and you're not really getting anything out of it oh us and paganism repeat (laughs) shit no never i just meant to the point where (laughs) you're not getting anything out of it guess it could happen okay this is a concept that just baffles me because the only time i've ever gotten burnout or something like that it was my job right you know you get burnt out from your job because you have to do it you don't necessarily want to do it but you've got to do it and you've got to force yourself to do it sometimes i'm sorry if you're living a spiritual life a religious and spiritual life what do you get burnt out for it's your life how do you get burnt out from your life well i mean i don't i don't get burned out necessarily spiritually what i get burned out mentally but yeah I mean, everybody does. You you have to take a break from thinking. Right. You know, so don't have a problem with you taking a break from thinking. And it's called meditation. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I couldn't. I had to. I couldn't. I was going to say, there's something we haven't heard in a while. (laughs) But let me be a little bit of an ass here. Go for it. All right. I have never seen Ben Shapiro get on TV going, hey, you know what? I burnt out being a Jew. (laughs) I'm just not going to wear this yarmulke anymore. Right. I've never seen any of these other religious people get, I'm I'm burnt out being a uh, Christian. I'm just, I'm done. Right. Never the words ever came out of fucking Billy Graham's mouth. Oh, no. So why is it that the witch community seems to get burnt out? Could it be that these people that get burnt out are getting burnt out because it's their job? Well, and was, it's not their life. It's not their spirituality. It's a job. It is something to do. It is something to make money. They have to force themselves to do it. Right. That's what I was going to say. It, for them, it's not a spiritual thing. No. If it was, I don't think there would be that burnout. I'm sorry. This is the way I live my life. This is what I am. This is who I am. I mean, we've we've been a part of this for 30 years now or longer i am sorry i have never heard lady maya call anybody up or anything like that go you know what i'm burnt out being a freaking high priestess right it's these people who want to treat it like a job and not their life they haven't integrated into their life it hasn't become their life so right. of course they're going to get burnt out on it because well, they're too busy trying to make it a job. Well, and I'll admit when we first started this coven, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things we had to get used to. Yeah. And we had some support, but we didn't have a whole lot of support. 
And don't get me wrong. I, I remember the days of sitting there at a desk about to rip my freaking hair out. Right. So, I mean, there are things not we're not saying. You, there's not frustration or aggravation, but at no time. Right. At during, no time did we just say, I, I, fuck I, it I, off. Fuck it. Close the door. Screw it. I fuck everybody in the whole entire world. Right. I mean, yes. Have I had to leave a temple because of job and money and blah, blah, blah? Yes. Right. But this wasn't because I was, quote, unquote, burnt out from the religion. Well, no, and even then the doors didn't close. No. I mean, there were still people to run it. Exactly. Because, you know what, the laws tell us that. And we were still a part of it. I mean, we we still supported. Still there. You know, we still made the trip down for the Sabbaths. Yeah. For the major Sabbaths. When we could. We were only a phone call away. But again, at no time did I ever feel like I was burnt out. No. And and, and again, I, I think the problem is, is that it's the mindset that these people have. They want to treat it more as a, a as a job. Right. That's like doing these, quote unquote, daily devotional stuff. And I have repeatedly gone back and said, the only thing that is required that I know of is meditation. Right, a daily meditation. You do not have to do cards. You don't have to do all this stuff. Yes, if you're following a part of a tradition and they required it, that's what in the words you're getting yourself into. You knew that to start off with. Well, and then too. I mean, that that's like sitting there and, and complaining about, you know, having to kill animals. But, hey, you know what? you got a job in a slaughtering house. Well, but I was going to say, if you want to use those tarot cards as part of your meditation. Go for it. Draw a card, meditate on it. Life goes it, on. It, it, you know, if you want to do that as your meditation, that's fine. But that daily draw is not No, no, no. But here, here's what I hear. The majority of these people going, oh, no, no, no. And then I got to do all this. So we got to quit doing all this. We got to quit doing the meditations and all this other stuff because we're burnt out. Right. And all these people, and all these, especially all these highfalutin people out there with all these mega people on their channels, they're treating this as a job. It's not their life. They're not giving you spirituality. They're just giving you whatever next fad comes on so they can make money. I have known pastors and religious people my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. And at no point did I ever hear Grandma Moses ever go, and you know what? I just don't want to go to church anymore. Right. My grandmother listened to her pastor on the radio. Yep. And still went on Sundays until they couldn't drive anymore. At no point did I ever hear my grandma go, you know what? I'm just burnt out on religion. No, I mean, even even when my mom couldn't go to church anymore, she still watched on TV or she listened on the radio. Well, like growing up, I remember my mom had to work uh, every other Saturday. And normally the Saturday she didn't work, she wouldn't go to church because she was tired. Right. She needed a day off. She needed a day off. It wasn't that she didn't want to go to church. It's just she was physically tired. She was burnt out from her job. Right. Not from going to church. Right. And she needed that day of rest. She needed that day of rest. You know, it didn't stop her from reading the Bible. It didn't stop her from, right. you know, getting up at some point and listening to whatever televangelist was on TV. Or stopping to say a prayer. Or, or 
anything like that. Or whatever was part of her spiritual life. So I have to question those who say this. I would have to start questioning these people. Well, and then, too, I would say if you think you're experiencing burnout and you you think of yourself as a spiritual person and you think it might be, quote unquote, burnout. Meditate. That should be your go to. It should be. That, that should be your respite. Well, I mean, I remember we used to have this first degree priestess. <laughs> and her whole entire, anytime anybody asked her for any questions or anything, mm-hmm. meditate two days and call me in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That was her answer for everything. Anybody asked her, you meditate on that for two days, then come back and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Then you come back and tell me what kind of answers you got. Right. Then we'll talk. You you, you tell me what you think first. <laughs> this is my problem with these people going around saying they're burnout. Because, again, I, I'm back to when I sit here and I look at these high-profiled people yeah. that are very religious, people like Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, and all these. Uh, I have never seen them get out and going, hey, you know what? I'm a little tired of going to, you know, mass on Sundays. No. I have heard them. You know what? I haven't posted anything in a few days. I need. I just needed some time off. Yeah. Okay. They never said anything it, about time off from their religion. No. They needed time they needed away time. from their job. Right. Or posting on social media. Right. Because, again, we're back to... Hey, some religious people actually understand how in the hell to get to the root of the real problem. Absolutely. And I don't know, do something creative like fix the damn problem. (laughs) No, here, let's cast yet another spell and another spell and another spell and another. That's like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. (laughs) To me, this is like drilling a hole to let the water out that's coming in. And a boat. Right. You got to start asking yourself these questions. Why are you really burnt out? Answer that question. Quit telling us that you're burnt out. Why? What have you done? Seriously, what have you actually done? Oh, you wrote a book. Oh, big fucking deal. (laughs) What? It's not that hard anymore. No. So I think that's all I got to say on this. I think I've said all I've got to say. Ready for the next topic? Sure. All right. This is a topic from a listener Mm -hmm. who wanted to know, what are our thoughts on skyclad rituals? Are you going to tell me who it is so I know how to answer it? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to do your rituals nude, Go for it. I'm just saying, but if you're doing open rituals or public rituals nude, place, time, uh, that's... Yeah, in my opinion, okay, for like personal rituals, that's fine. Coven rituals, it has its place. Public rituals, no. I mean, Simply because as... Well, I mean, I'm just thinking... Even within a coven, you've got to have, it takes a certain amount of trust and being comfortable 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have heard from a gardenarian who says that's part of the process is breaking free of being uncomfortable. Right. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I believe in the whole be naked in your rights and, you know, that all uh, actions of, you know, to be free. Right. You shall be free from slavery, and as a sign of your freedom, you may be naked in your rights. See, I, my point there is, is what do you mean by naked as far as that goes? Are you naked in your defenses and vulnerability in circle? Right, but for a lot of people, but being, I mean, being being like not but, clothed, I, I understand that. But is I, that vulnerability right? But I mean, just because you're naked, and I can understand using that as a process to break down the psychological barriers that we have. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But to me, it's the psychological barriers that are more important than actually being naked in your right. So, in other words, if you can find another way to break down that barrier, go for it then that might be a better choice. Might be. You know. As I, opposed to just jumping in and being skyclad. Uh, I mean, if you want to do it, again, I'm back to, you You do you, boo. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we personally have done skyclad rituals. Right. I'm non-safe, fair, I, I don't know how to say that. The The reason I'm so flippant about it is, to me, it's not, it's not, it's not a necessary element. It's not right. It's not necessarily necessary because I have to question, is it not more to be naked is in you get my raw emotions in circles, you get the raw me and not some facade or anything like that. And again, like I said, I can understand the removing him clothing to help facilitate that mentally. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. This part I understand, and, it, and it, some people need to go through that. But on the other hand, some people don't. So it's one of them things. It's kind of a however your group wants to go. Right. And I know I mentioned trust earlier, and for a lot of traditionalists, they're going to say, well, that's, you know, we step into circle in perfect love and perfect trust. Right. And yeah, we do. I guess what I mean by that is, well, I mean, that trust, you know, being being naked in your rights is a trust, but so is being clothed because, you know what, it's going to be that person standing beside you to make sure that your sleeve doesn't get caught on fire <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> off that damn altar candle. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That same amount of trust is there regardless. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think for a lot of people, the whole being naked in front of other people takes a different type of trust. For some folks, I see, I see. I can't say that. I but mean, in it, in our tradition, we're normally we normally wear robes. Yes, especially when we're doing rituals and blah blah blah. If I'm doing my personal rituals, I wear whatever in the hell I want. Right. It's my personal ritual, and I would say the same to anybody else. If you want to do it naked, fine. You know, right. if you want to do it in a stripper outfit on a pole, I don't care. Right. <laughs> but the question you have there is, it's about trust. Do you see what I'm saying? One trust is just as important as another one. Sure, yeah. We've pretty much experienced it, not in a coven setting. Well, I mean, we, but, we're bad about changing in front of each other. Right. You know. So, really, like, what's the difference? Right. It wasn't like, you know, 
you know, when, when we're at Temple, we have a girls' locker room and a boys' locker room. We no. just have some. It's normally at somebody's house, and whatever bedroom happens to be available is where most majority of us change. Right. And for a lot of us, we have no qualms about changing in front of the other sex. No. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. You're there to change your robes and not... Right. So again, what's the difference? Yeah, not Googling at other people. I mean, and again, I can see where in the world this thought can be extended into circle. You're there for the ritual, not to Google at other people. Right. I think it can, though. I think it can add... A certain element to a ritual. Well, I, I worry about, especially especially for guys, because I know how these guys are, that first time doing it. Yeah. You know, but again. If, they, if they're going to do it, just somebody look at them going, yeah, we realize what's going to happen. Nobody's going to make fun of you if you stand at attention. Right. That's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, everybody knows this, this happens. It happens. Life goes on. And let's face it, there is a there there is a certain amount of sexual energy inside of circle, circle anyway. To begin with. So, so, I mean, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I mean, I, I, I hate to be this way. People trust me to put a blade to their throats. Yeah. Well, how much more trust do you have to show? You, you see what I'm saying? This yeah. is why I'm kind of flimsy on the whole clothing. I do think that if you're gonna if you're gonna do it in a group. You kind of need to know these people, need to have some relationship with them. Yeah. You need to have some sort of trust with them. And you also need to realize that I think in that kind of case, nobody's really going to judge you if you're fat or if you're too skinny or if you've got a little one or a big one or if your tits sag. I don't think anybody's going to judge you because they're all They've all been in that same situation, especially if it's your first time doing it. For me, I mean, first time I went to a nudist camp or anything like this, you know, yeah, you you start to worry at first of all about, you know, the whole junior high thing when you're first thrown into a locker room. And right. Yeah. Especially to be like a little gay kid. You're like to the back going, oh, no, no, I can't look. I can't look. I can't look. I can't look. Right. Change your clothes. Get the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) do what you got to do fast (laughs) right make an olympic sport (laughs) and time time. (laughs) (laughs) you know like i said i understand this but for those who want to be naked in their rights and you are part of a coven and it's a mixed bag and you're the only one doing it could you be making other people feel uncomfortable yeah, you could. I mean, right. I think in I think in a case like that, it's either all or nothing. Either everybody does it or nobody does it. Right. And like I said, in our tradition, majority of times we wear robes. We don't even think twice about it. You yeah. Know? I mean, but, a lot of times we're naked under the robes, but. But then on the other hand, you know, we're in the same rooms changing clothes. I, you know. <laughs> so again, what's, there really is no difference. There's but. really no difference there. And again, I'm back to, hey, if you're going to trust me to hold a blade to your throat, before you come in the circle, right? You wouldn't trust me to change clothes in front of me that I can't control myself, or you my wouldn't urges. trust me inside of a circle beside somebody or across from somebody and not control myself and not be able to control myself. Here's a problem I see, and it's in the community at large that we live in and society, is that there are people out there who actually honestly believe that. 
that if you know if a woman wears too much of a cut you know too mm. short of a skirt or something somehow the majority of guys can no longer control their impulses enough to go yeah okay whatever well and there's still such a stigma on nudity or showing too much skin or whatever the case may be there's 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 a still a stigma on it and people are not comfortable with that but that's only in the US i know in other countries in the uk germany well, see, I can't say nothing. There's I, not that big of an issue. I, I remember going around, and of course, my grandmother was a mountain lady. Mm-hmm. Her That's where her family's from. Right. All right? You know, the six-foot something should have gave it away. <laughs> right? <laughs> the linebacker shoulders. You know, I remember being over there as a kid and her going around, her words, not mine, wearing her Brazil with just a towel to right. cover her cleavage. Right to be kind of modest while I was there. I never really thought anything about this. No. Even if she didn't, where I would not think, I, I mean, it's my grandmother. I, you don't think about your grandmother <laughs> in those terms. No, you don't. You know, in a house with no air conditioning whatsoever, only fans and stuff. People, right, and chances are you were running around half naked I, too, so I mean... Well, I mean, according to all the pictures I've seen of me growing up from the ages of zero to like five, I think the only thing I ever wore was (laughs) jockey shorts. (laughs) Nothing else. No t-shirts, no shoes, no socks, just jockey shorts. Not unless you're going out somewhere. (laughs) If you're at home, that shit comes off. (laughs) There's a lot of kids that are like that. You know. But still. Let the kids be the kids, and, you know, like I said, as far as this goes on ritual, that's up to you and your group. Right. I'm not going to sit there and... But I think, it, again, I think it needs to be a mutual decision. Right. I mean, because I, I would not want people there in robes and, you know, half the people naked and they don't feel comfortable either. Right. And I'll say this, too. If you're looking at covens, if you're somebody who's looking to join a coven, that needs to be something you need to look at because... There are covens, and that's all they do is sky-clad rituals. And you need to ask to begin with. And, yeah, that'll save you some time. I did. <laughs> I mean, if that should a, be at the top of your list. If that's an issue for you, it'll save you a lot of time, and it'll save a lot of effort. And that's about all I got See, to say about it. I, I was going to say, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I mean. It's your choice. Y'all need to work that out amongst yourselves. I'm not going to sit there on one side of the fence or the other. Right. All right. I mean, either way, I still think that trust needs to be there. Right. And I mean, in my, well, in my opinion, if and you're. And how you get there is your temple coven's business, not right. anybody else's. Right. If you're inside circle, you shouldn't be there if you don't trust me. Exactly. Regardless if we're closed or not. So if you don't have that trust, don't even bother. You know, and if you don't want to necessarily wear a robe, then don't. I mean,. Like I said, the majority of times we do. Just, but don't be the only one not wearing one. I just, <laughs> be courteous to others. You know. <laughs> what is that? It's, it's, always, it's always the people that shouldn't get undressed that are the first to take off their clothes. <laughs> I'm among those people. <laughs> I'm not about two steps behind you. <laughs> If I was to visit a temple and they did it, I, I, I'd probably, whatever, you know. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay. Where you want me to put my anthem? I'm just asking. Right. 
Do I at least can I at least wear my cords? I mean, I have questions on that, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Peg and Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media: Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.